1: On ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Pesce.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Go Greyhounds, our third episode with you. Uh, James, a big weekend last weekend and the WA Derby this weekend. Starbook taking the Chucky's home for the Mandra Oaks and a massive weekend ahead.
2: Yeah, certainly was a big win there from uh, Starbook. Down there last Friday night. Uh, wouldn't say necessarily an upset because uh, this dog has been racing in good form. Probably what was surprising though was the nature of the win, how comfortable it was. Uh, going very well at the moment is Starbook, and uh, <laughs> Jamie Marsh uh, must have high hopes for this Greyhound as we transition from the Mandra Oaks into the Group 2. WA Oaks at Kangton in a couple of weeks. But as you mentioned as well, Lex, prior to that, we've got these WA Derby heats.
0: We do. Three massive heats this weekend. And big news with Tommy Shelby back and even having a win last weekend. Nothing like coming back with a bang, is there?
2: Yes, certainly certainly was uh, good to have him back. Uh, We've been looking forward to this Greyhound getting back on the scene. He's had about eight weeks off. uh, Haven't sighted him since he won the Perth Cup Constellation middle of uh, March there. Came back, easily win for him and uh, he'll head into the this weekend's WA Derby Heats with a lot of confidence. But, wow, the talent assembled for these three heats is uh, off the planet, really. It, it, absolutely sensational, the level of quality that we've got this year round for the WA Derby. Not least of which uh, is this uh, Victorian Greyhound that's been sent over here to raid uh, our race, catch the thief uh, very exciting dog. Actually, had a chance to catch up with uh, Steve Shinners, who's looking after the dog here for a, an interview. That's on the Greyhounds WA Facebook plug. Uh, plug there. <laughs> Nothing like that. That's a little right. <laughs> little plug Throw there. That in. That's on our Facebook at the moment. But yeah, caught up with Steve. Very confident with this greyhound. It did win first up at Cannington uh, last weekend as a as a warm up to the Derby. Let's uh, go back and have a listen to that race.
3: Down the back, catch the Thief, the leader. Out by two lengths in second place was Sir Monty. Five lengths behind them was Venus and Mars. A race in two off the back and catch the Thief, the leader by two. Up on the inside, Sir Monty trying to catch the Victorian. Catch the Thief in front, Sir Monty. Lunges, didn't get there. Catch the Thief, the Victorian. One ahead, Sir Monty, four lengths away.
0: Victorian chaser, catch the Thief there. A Victorian trainer, Glenn Rounds, who's sending us two of his very own dogs for this weekend. We've got Umrilla Highway and aer- Aeroplane Eric Glenn joins us now. Glenn, good afternoon. Afternoon. Glenn, heat, let's just leave the heats for the moment. Let's just touch on the situation in Victoria during the COVID period. How has that affected racing over there? Um,
3: oh, we're still racing, which has been a bonus. I think we're all happy to be still racing. It would have been horrible not to have raced. Um, we've all sort of got through it. The GRV have um, put things in place, and I think everybody's followed... Uh, their instructions and we've got through it without any major incidents. It
2: has affected the schedule a little bit. Some races have been cancelled and you've had to maybe reschedule the programs for some of your dogs though?
3: Um, Yeah, we missed out on the launching pad which would have for some of the young dogs was a bit of a bummer. Uh, We got through that though and um, like I say, we're still racing and they've put the um, some of the races are still back on. The country cups are happening again and after the derby, we've probably got a maturity back at the Meadows in June or July. So uh, get, things, things will get back into full swing.
2: Important thing is uh, that racing continued and, and the industry has cooperated as they have over here in terms of all the social distancing and the restrictions and all that.
1: Yes,
3: for sure, yeah, yeah.
0: Glenn, you're sending us two dogs this weekend, which is very exciting for you. When do they arrive and where, where will they be staying?
3: Um, they flew over on Sunday, last Sunday, with... Uh, Paul Stewart's looking after him for us.
0: Pretty exciting for them. Uh, would you have liked to come over if you could?
3: Um, I'd like to make the final and come over. <laughs> but be... I, uh, well, I don't know. We're we probably going I, I don't think we'll be flying by, by next week or anything like this. I don't, don't, I don't anticipate coming over.
0: That's okay. Just as exciting from home, I'm sure. Which do you see being yeah. the better of these two dogs that you're giving us?
3: Um, they're both. There's not much between the two of them on, on what they can run or trial. It's, um, Aeroplane Eric's probably, um, a bit of a more accomplished dog. Um, he, he can, um, go pretty well early if he gets the start right. Um, so Eric's probably the, the better of the two, but there's not a lot in it.
2: Yeah, tell us a, a bit about the, these two dogs. What sort of traits have they got and what are you expecting from them over here?
3: Uh, Amarillo Highway wants to rail hard. He, he wants to be ha- wants to be on the fence, and um, and Eric seems to um, be racing. Hasn't drawn too many inside boxes since we bought him, and uh, um, so he's probably got a bit used to um, being boxed um, off the track. And it's probably not a bad thing at the moment. But with lots of inside draws with him too. I think.
2: Have you had a chance to have a look at the fields for the the heats on Saturday night?
3: Uh, a little bit. I'm just told we've got to catch the thief off the red. It'll take some beating. Um, uh, the, I'm told the two dog in that race um, is a slow beginner. So we just have to negotiate. If he, if um, they can both qualify for the final, they'll be lot like, better for the, for the week later or for, for a final, I'm sure.
2: As you mentioned, catch, catch the thief involved in this series as well. Obviously, your greyhounds didn't have the luxury of having that warm-up race over here to acclimatise. How do you think they'll go first up at Cannington?
3: They trolled on Tuesday night. Um, they, Paul took them down to Cannington on Tuesday night and um, they had a um, three quarters of a lap around. So they had a bit of a look at the track and this week will be their first run under race conditions. So um, Catch the thief has got that on us. But like I say, the final's not until the following week. So if we can get through, we'll be a better dog for it.
2: Basically just looking to make through the final at this stage and see how you go. Look, you're in good hands, obviously, with uh, with Paul Stewart over here. He's one of our best uh, over in WA.
3: Yeah, Paul's very good. I've, we've done a bit of business over the year. We had Campini come over um, late last year for the Melbourne company. he was with us. So it's um, only uh, right that the, the dogs go over to Paul for this particular series.
2: You didn't have any trouble getting the dogs over here given the restrictions? I the the movement with dogs is relatively easy, but with people, not so much?
3: Um, the, the cargo out of Melbourne was a problem. It was only one flight a day from Melbourne to Perth, so we had to uh, muck around and get some uh, bookings underway before we knew how to program uh, our, our uh, lead-ups for it. So, uh, But we got, that, got all that organised, and they flew over on the Sunday, which was, was good. There was actually nine dogs on that flight on Sunday.
2: All right. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's still the yeah, movement of greyhounds across the country uh, to keep the industry going. In terms of uh, the development uh, development of these two greyhounds coming over here is a, a big step early on in their career, but obviously a big uh, a big thing for them development wise.
3: Yeah, I, I never mind sending them away like this for a couple of weeks. It's uh, it, it, it matures them and they'll come back a nicer dog. Um, as as we mature, uh, get them a bit older into other races back home in Melbourne here.
2: And uh, you've picked a pretty hot year to come over here, mate. the The standard of greyhounds uh, for this series is pretty exceptional. It, you you uh, confident your your greyhounds are up to that?
3: Yeah, Paul told me that too. <laughs> but um, he said he said you picked a hot year, but they are fast dogs. Like Airplane playing Eric and um. They've ran past times. They, they are very capable of um, running against the good young dogs. Like we go racing and you have a crack at it. You throw your hat in the ring and have a go at it.
2: Yeah, for sure. What about the the kennel uh, back at uh, back at home there, mate? Uh, what's the big thing coming out of there at the moment?
3: Um, we've got Jipping Cruby with us um, for a little while for a crack at the Sandown Cup, which is next Thursday night. You've got a bit of work to do between now and then, but very, very fast pitch up for Martin Hellenans and uh, So that's a stand-down cup coming up, and we've got some other youngsters that are going along all right. So Kennel's good. Kennel's fine.
0: Well, Glenn, it's looking to be a massive weekend, and we wish you all the luck from wherever you are watching this race. Thanks for joining us, Glenn.
3: Good on you. Thanks very much for your time.
0: That's okay, Glenn. Stick around. We'll be back for more Go Greyhounds just after. <laughs>
1: Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Pesce.
0: Episode 3 of Go greyhounds, Go Greyhounds Up and Running. James, we just chatted to Glenn Rounds, a Victorian trainer, who's sending us two of his dogs this weekend. He mentioned in the chat that he doesn't mind sending them.
2: Yeah, well, it's good for young dogs to get away, good for their development. He's obviously backing the talent of these two greyhounds. And, uh, look, I, for one, personally pretty excited to see these dogs go around. It's always great to have the uh, visiting dogs come over. certainly adds an, a lot of interest to our races. Of course, we want our dogs, the WA dogs, to get up and beat them, but we, we like having them uh, come and not being parochial or anything, of Don't course. Uh, but, no, it is good to have these dogs over, and they certainly do add a, a level of interest. So looking forward to seeing uh, Amarillo Highway and uh, Aeroplane Eric strut their stuff at Cannington. Strut their stuff. That's right, <laughs> on uh, Saturday night. Mm.
0: We'll take things back a little bit more local now. We've got Anthony Barranca, an owner, and he's also been been around for about t- 10 years roughly. I, I could be calling that a bit too soon. He might get angry about that. But Anthony joins us now. Anthony, how are you going?
4: Hi, Lexia,
2: Hello. Hey, James. Hey, Anthony. How are you going, brother?
0: Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah, 10 years was about right too. So, um, mate, you're right on it, Lexia. I didn't want you to think that I was calling you young or old, <laughs> so I had to watch what I was saying there. <laughs> Anthony, I'll you got to... <laughs> you got in, involved because you lived near the Cannington Cannington track. Talk us through that a bit.
4: Yeah, growing up, me and my uh, brother 18 months younger, Rob. Um, uh, we lived about uh, two kilometres, three kilometres from the track and always had an interest in it and went to the track and watched it. Um, yeah, there was a time where we talked we thought, no, nah, one day I'm going to breed my own. I wanted to buy one, which I, which I did. And, um, yeah, we just went down there and watched them and fell in love with the breed.
2: Mm. What was the what uh, what pushed you over the line there? Was it uh, just in a position in life where you could actually come up with the cash to buy a dog at, at that stage?
4: Yeah, correct, James. Um, yeah, pretty much, uh, and timing. Um, I was lucky enough to meet uh, Jamie Marsh, who trains a lot of my dogs through a mutual friend, Danny Piccarelli, um, whose uncle actually was Des Dunkoff, who trained um, Freeman Echo and Bright Idea dogs back in the 70s and that. Um, so I got to know Jamie through uh, Danny and um, with the intention of trying to buy one of his dogs, which then was Natural Sapphire. Um, but uh, he wasn't willing to give up Natural Sapphire, but he said, oh, I've got another one here, Cosmic Sapphire, if you want to get into the dogs. And that's how I was able to purchase Cosmic Sapphire and raced her a few times and won a couple with her with the intention to breed with her.
2: Yeah, I remember Natural Sapphire. Well used to begin uh, like lightning. The, the 5.30 yeah. at Cannington was maybe just on her limit. But uh, anyway, Cosmic Sapphire, what sort of dog was that for you?
4: Yeah, it was a, she'd been a great bitch. Um, like I said, she won for me, which was great. So I pretty much had her paid off before I bred with her. And um, But, yeah, I had five litters with her. And, you know, in this game, you need to produce winners uh, to keep breeding, which, lucky enough, I was. Um, and, yeah, I, ever since the first El Gran Senior Litter, um, I was lucky enough to produce, you know, a couple of good dogs, um, Majestic Gem and Ambitious Gem and Black Camaro dogs like that that were winning plenty of races and um, was able to be that litter in front to breed again. So, yeah, I was very lucky with her. She was a very good producer.
2: And it kept on rolling on. You've managed to build this Cosmic Line uh, that you've got, the, the the interest in not just owning but doing the breeding yourself, that's a fairly hands-on yep. involvement, isn't
4: it? It is, yeah, yeah. I pretty much uh, whelped um, all my litters and have them at home until that 14, 15-week period uh, before you can um, send them away. And um, if you're lucky enough to get in the Martys, you get in there or, you know, you just work your way down from the, from the best and try and get them in to get reared and broken in. So, no, nah, I love it. I think that's one of the most rewarding things is uh, whelping a litter down and and um, just seeing them grow. And, and when they hit the track, it's exciting time.
2: Yeah, having that involvement from day one, essentially. What's the secret uh, there, Fuzz, in terms of the breeding and the matching up? Is it just literally a case of getting the best sire you can to the, to the best bitch, or is there a bit more to it?
4: Yeah, Oh, I think it starts definitely with the bitch, um, and being a, through the Winston Bluebird line of Paul Stewart, so I knew it, it had the grand dam, it had the breeding on her side. So it was just a matter of, um, you know, I, I took a punt. I'll, I've got to be serious in my first uh, litter. I went to El Grand Senor, who was just coming out at the time, um, and I thought, well, first litter, I'll, I'll take a punt, and um, it, you know, you do your homework, but you don't really know. Um, but yeah. I enjoy that side of it too, doing the homework on breeding and trying to match the... Uh, you just look for traits in size that you want to put through to your to your bitch and your dog. So um, traits in, in a sire is, is very important.
2: What about some of the best ones you've produced over the years?
4: Uh, well, um, like I said, the first litter, I, I Majestic Gem, Ambitious Gem, Black Camaro, they all end up going to free to all. Uh, the second litter, which was the litter I got... Um, Cosmic Luck, who won the Doorsville Cup in two thousand and seventeen. That was my first rug and trophy, so she was she holds something special to me. And she's uh, and Helmut was another one from that second litter, which I got a group of indoor cricket boys. uh, The buff helmets, they'll be out there listening, no doubt. G'day, boys. (laughs) Um, Twenty-five years, and we're still going, James Alexia. So. it's just really now, it's, uh, it's just a catch-up, really. It's an excuse to go and have a beer and stay in touch. But I got them involved. There's nine of us involved in Helmut. And um, I think all their needs have come at once. When they, uh, she won her first six straight, they thought, how easy is this? <laughs> um, and how good is this? So I think I got them hook, line and sinker from there. And um, she's just had a, a little litter of her own, uh, which the boys are involved in. And um, we're involved with net, who's at the track at the moment.
0: And Anthony, how do you get with this syndicate? Hello, friends as well. How do you how do you get the boys involved? Is there something you do every week, or do you guys get together and watch the races? How does it work?
4: Oh, usually the six months that we play indoor, we're always chatting about it, and we always catch up. We played outdoor cricket together, so a lot of us are close, long life friends. So um, when we get together, um, yeah, wind ups, everything like that. We'll we'll choose names and. No, it's a bit of fun, but, um, no, we're, we're in touch all the time. It's not just the syndicate. Uh, it's just a, an extra way of... It was a shame because the, the, I wanted to produce a city winner because Hellluck didn't get to the city. She, was, she raced at Mandro. She got over 490, but injuries stopped her. She had about 30 starts and won 9 or 10. So it was just always a plan to breed a city winner and go nice and local because a lot of the boys are south of the river and, um, and watch it, but, unfortunately, with the situation... Um, we couldn't get him back there, that is, to watch him win, but we got one. So uh, a bit of fun ahead, I think.
0: You, you mentioned naming these dogs, and the, you mentioned there's also quite a few of you. How do you go about naming these dogs? Do you think that you're sort of the captain of this team?
4: Uh, well, kind of, but everyone gets their kind of point across. Depends who I that. ask, uh, really. Yeah, Lee, Lee Carr actually came up with uh, uh, Helmut's name, Um and just chuck six down, and whichever one they pick, you know, is pretty much the way you go. So I think net regarding indoor cricket, was the sixth name on the list. So we had a few others that were up the top, but you just you get dealt you what you're given.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that, look, the guys must be having a lot of fun. Obviously, for them, yeah. more of a social thing than, you know, taking the racing that seriously.
4: Oh, that's right. It is. And um, it's just we get a kitty going. Uh, and that just goes to the next dog, you know. So that hasn't really cost anyone any money for back net. And um, I think he's had four starts and he's, he's had a win and a second already in town. And he runs 500 strong. So it looks like, you know, he'll be a good little money spinner if he keeps his mind on the job.
2: <laughs> Another dog that uh, performed really well for you. is You picked up the Birthday Cup with Fab's Gem. Uh, That's that probably one of the better dogs you've had over the years?
4: Uh, Most definitely, yeah. It's definitely uh, winning a group race. Um, Unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, uh, I was in America at the time. So I was in Oregon and couldn't get to watch the race and couldn't be there, which was a shame. But I set my alarm for what was, I think, quarter past four in the morning. (laughs) And to just pretty much refresh, Tab Touch to see the result. And I couldn't believe it. But she's definitely the best one I've produced. And she's at home now. With Helmut, I've got two at home, and they're, they're my broodies to be. So, um, no, nah, she holds a very spot in my heart, and um, she's got a home for life, that one, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, certainly a uh, wonderful uh, result. That was a great race. Just a quick one. Yeah, she's an- from a good litter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 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 Brett, of course, Anthony, you know what you're doing. <laughs> what's, a, what's a bit of a, a word of advice, I guess, for anyone who was would be thinking about entering into Greyhounds as an owner?
4: Oh, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, the way to do it is definitely um, spread the expense by getting a group together. Um, you know, I involved uh, another uncle of mine back in Helmut's litter, Cosmic Hope, um, and he just he just loved coming down to watch her, and she did well as well. So I'd, I'd recommend. Um, you know, if you've got if you've got eight, nine, ten blokes and you can afford a thousand dollars, I think around that. Ten thousand dollar mark as a group, you know, you're in a dog ready to race. I think that's what I work on as a pup. To when it gets to to race is about that nine ten grand mark. So if you can afford a thousand dollars each and get a group of you or five hundred each, twenty of this, that's the way to do it.
0: Definitely um, something to think about for a lot of young people, Anthony. If I if you if you get a <laughs> call from me in a couple of years, you'll know why. It's because I want your help. <laughs> Thank you so much it's for joining awesome. us. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks, Faz. No worries, like James.
0: As per usual, we're hitting the end of the show, so we've got our resident tipster, Callum, is back to join us. Callum, I didn't treat you very nicely last week, but I'm genuinely very excited about what you did over the weekend. A good get with Starbuck there. Callum, you've got some uh, picks for us for Thursday and Friday. What have you got?
1: Uh, race two, uh, we're looking at number eight here, Riverside Dream. It's around the $10 mark. Uh, this dog debuted over the 490, which is a bit strange because over its career over east, it was... Uh, over the shorter distances. It's back to the 405 here, which I like. I think it can give you a sight. Uh, we go down to race eight. I've actually got a two-part play here. Desert Flyer who gets box one. This dog loves the fence, won't leave the fence. This dog's uh, this race is filled with a lot of dogs that love to race off the fence. I think it gets a great run and can run time when it gets clear air. And correct guess is perfectly boxed in eight, will stay wide off the box and is relatively strong weight. They're both decent odds. I think play them equal, stake them, and yeah, I think you'll be... Getting a collect there.
2: All right. And for Friday, mate?
1: Uh, On for Friday, race four, number two, Nando Stunder. I think can easily cross the one here, Perfect Zuma.
2: agree with you. uh,
1: (laughs) He's racing really well at the moment. Uh, It was very good last start when it missed a start. Gets a start right here. Uh, A lot of dogs like to use a lot of the track in this race. Should have the fence all to itself and uh, be very hard to beat. On to race seven, Van Buren. Uh, this is a litter mate and kennel mate to Cassis Belly, who we saw last week, very impressive. This dog's probably not quite as good, but it's still very good. Uh, ran home in 10:33 over the 600, 11:33 uh, over the 600
0: last start, which is flying.
1: Uh, should stay wide and navigate the field and be winning this dog race.
2: All right, good stuff, Callum. Thanks for your analysis. Punters, get on board.
0: And we know for Saturday, Tommy Shelby is back, and surely that's something to look out for the weekend. It's looking to be a thrilling few days of racing, and we're looking forward to seeing the youngsters strut their stuff. We'll be back for more Go Greyhounds next week.